0: Hello, everyone. This is Zorina, your host at Heal and Learn and at the Grow and Learn podcast. Welcome back. Today, I have a guest that I don't know much about, but she sounds really interesting to me. Her website is spankyspiritualist.com and her name is Tiffany Wynn. Hi, Tiffany.
1: Hi, Zorina.
0: <laughs> Thank you for staying up so late. It's 4 a.m. in Florida right now and I'm excited <laughs> about your staying power.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a night owl, so this is this is fine. <laughs> uh very cool to
0: have you. So, um
1: I read in your brief
0: bio that uh, in your bio it's not brief that um you're a speaker, a pharmacist, a life coach and you are also uh, very deep into Buddhist philosophy. So, do you integrate Buddhist philosophy in your coaching with with your clients? Or yes. let, let's start from the beginning. Who are you?
1: <laughs> so I am a doctor of pharmacy and I'm also a spiritual life coach. And um, yeah, I'm here to help people reconnect with their own truth so they can have living the life that's very authentic to them and have fulfilling relationship because they are not wearing any more masks. mm
0: mm-hmm. So what is your story? How did you become a, the Spunky spiritualist from being a pharmacist?
1: So it's, well, pharmacy, I've always, I love science. So I pursue medicine. It's always something that I want when I was little. Um, my spiritual journey start, I think it's very gradual. Uh, it started when I moved to the U.S. when I was 16 by myself. No English, no knowledge of the US and Where no are you from English. originally, Tiffany? I'm from Vietnam.
0: You're Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you came by yourself. Yes. Wow.
1: Very yeah. rough. Very rough. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I believe anyone that moved to a different country will understand the uh, a lot of difficulty that came with it, especially when you don't know the English.
0: Exactly. Um, the language so is the a language. big barrier.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and then one of my biggest fear, <laughs> the biggest fear is loneliness. And so when that time, when, you know, when I moved to the U.S., so I, I had nothing <laughs> but have to face my loneliness and I hated it. I did not want to feel that way. Um, but there's, I feel very isolated and I was very much alone. Uh, I couldn't understand what everybody was saying and nobody understood me so it was a very difficult time it was my dark night of the soul kind Mm -hmm. of deal um so I didn't exactly deal with my fear what I did was more like a very unhealthy coping mechanism I just get busy and I just do whatever to avoid feeling alone and lonely so either I get busy or just got into a relationship with people that I shouldn't be with, but anything just not to be alone. And um, eventually life did get better. Um, you know I learned the language and I adapted to the new environment. and I graduated with bachelor' degree. and uh, life seemed to get better and I tried to suppress everything and just think that it was behind me. And then I moved to Florida to pursue my doctorate degree in pharmacy. And I had a normal, serious, stable relationship, and I got engaged and everything. And uh, life was just life. Basically, had checked every box that I, you know, that I thought as a standard. You know, I have a career, I have relationship, I have everything. But I felt very miserable. And no Wait a s- what- C-
0: can, I, can I backtrack you a little bit to the moment uh-huh. that you came to the U.S.? How did you pull yourself out of the, of the misery of not knowing the language and of being alone? How did you manage that?
1: I didn't. I just suffered. Okay. <laughs> so I learned English by books, actually. So um, library, uh, you know, let out free book. So I learned by reading. Um, So I still have trouble pronouncing a lot of words, like if I see it, I can understand what it means. But I never heard it say before, so I don't know how it's actually pronounced. Mm -hmm. Um, So I learned English by reading. And then, um, like I said, uh, eventually I just avoid being alone. So I either be at school, at work or be with somebody, like keeping my schedule very Um, Mm packed. The same thing when I moved to Florida, um, even worse because graduate school is a very rigorous program, so no time to sleep, <laughs> so mm-hmm. no time to feel lonely, and so it's like I never have a moment for myself, maybe, maybe in the bathroom, that would be my only moment for myself, I mm-hmm. always be in school, at work, or with my, um uh, uh, fiance at the time, so it was very packed, um. So I designed my life that way. I scheduled my life that way because I did not like to be alone. And um, it came to a point that even though I was surrounded by people, um, I was still feel miserable. So I didn't know what was wrong. <laughs> I thought I had everything. I check off every single box of what would the standard family life look like? And um, I would just feel miserable and I don't know what I was doing. And I try to feel happy. I feel like I should feel happy, but I didn't. I feel quite lonely and I hated it because that's one of my biggest fear. Um, so that what started. Uh, what actually kickstarted was I was miserable for a while but I keep hiding it because I feel like that's ridiculous and I can't even express it to other people. Like, how do I say that um, I feel miserable, but I don't know why? You know, because when you mm-hmm. explain it to people, um, especially even like your family or your friends or your close one, it also is very hard to say that um, because they would, like, was, they would try to fix your problem. And you don't know, like, I didn't know what was wrong to, to be fixed in the first place.
0: But but I, I suppose, especially as a... Um... Uh, as a person who has immigrated from Vietnam, uh, it's difficult for your family to understand you because they think that now you've achieved your dream, right in the u s. They believe that now you have it also. Why not be happy? I, I would suppose.
1: I would say everybody look at me and think that I had everything because mm-hmm. I have my career. I have um, you know, good grade, and I had a stable relations, everything I got everything. And um it was one day. It took me one day when I were just lounging around and talking with my best friend, relaxing after an exam and gearing up for another one. Um, she would just mention that she wished she <clears throat> had she wish she a relationship like mine. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I would, just, I would just laugh. I'm like, it wasn't that great. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I feel miserable. I don't know. Why would you want to be like this? And she would look at me weird. And so I would just laugh it off. Like, you know, I had cold feet, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we were doing engagement. That's normal for people. And um, she, she was, you know, like we would talk a lot more. And that was the vulnerable moment that I told her that uh, of my past when I moved here, I got into a lot of relationships that I shouldn't be in. And I hated myself for doing that. And um, that was when that very misaligned with my soul that I just... Mm-hmm. Ignore it and suppress it, and come to the point that now I just hated myself and I was waiting for bad karma to come back at me. Right. Yeah. And and that opened up that she also became vulnerable and shared her own painful past. And so we have a great moment of understanding each other. And um, that took me. A few months later, I was driving alone. I had this epiphany that if our place got switched, I would never think less of my best friend. If she did everything that I did, if she made all the same mistakes that I made, and that opened up for self compassion. And I forget my mistake when I was young, and that took off the burden of my shoulder. Um, that made me have like a clearer reflection to figure out what went wrong. And what went wrong was I was not who I was. And I didn't know who I was anymore. I was completely lost. Um, I knew, you know, like I, I feel like I knew other people more than I know myself because I just wasn't spending time. I would keep avoiding myself so much. And um, that forgiveness, that give me that clarity and give me that courage to be very honest with myself, to look at it, to realize that I really hated myself. And um, that at uh, that point, I self-reflected and realized a lot of things in my life did not align with who I was anymore. And I don't even know who I was anymore. Um, so I broke off the engagement. <clears throat> I continue to finish my doctorate degree uh, because I still love science. And then that was just a process of rediscover who I was. And that had been a journey. And later on when um, a lot of people, like my friends saw me later on, a few years later down the line, and it's like, there was was this like glowing, like happiness that out of you, (laughs) you know, like you don't. It's like, it's a different feeling when you're faking a smile or you're just like, you know, like very easy and Mm -hmm. happy. And I think my story, uh, not that that uncommon. I feel like a lot of people have that weird sense of loss and not sure what they're missing and not sure what went wrong or feel like there should be more, but not sure what. And so that feeling is very vague. But it's very common. A lot of people feel it. So that's why I started to be a spiritual life coach to help people to do what I do. Uh, You know, to do what I do and just rediscover ourselves, to reconnect with ourselves.
0: Very interesting story. But uh, did you use the help of somebody when you were trying to put yourself together after the breakup? Or did you just go within and
1: analyze yourself or... No, I didn't. That's why my journey took very long. Mm -hmm, (laughs) I wish somebody was there. Um, So that's why, like, when I do this work, I wish somebody was like me, like was there to pointing out and helping me come out to my conclusion much faster. Like, it took me a decade being miserable, more than a decade, feeling so miserable to get to um, the point of like the breakthrough and. It was funny, like right after that, I feel like a few months after that, a few months where I'm at like quite a good place of finding out who I am for like the most part for the core of it. Um, That's when I met my teacher. That's when I met a Tibetan meditation master and study under him. So so I'm here to help people to get that breakthrough much faster. So Mm -hmm. give them the clarity. That's where
0: I'm here for. So, so what did your teacher bring you the most? How did he benefit your life? What did you learn in meditation? Or how did it reach to your breakthrough? How did he help I you? Reach say,
1: I would say he changed my life. Um, so before then, I tried to meditate for like three years because I knew all the benefit of meditations. But I, it never worked. I fell asleep. because I was so tired and exhausted. Um, So at that time I was agnostic, I was not Buddhist. Um, So after I met him, he was teaching me meditation and understood about what awareness and about, you know, the practice to have more aware. And from that awareness, there's a lot of clarity and discovery to come through. Um, So that is a very gradual process, like, like in the beginning, the breakthrough was like, um, it's like you jump off into like a different baseline or whatever, but the awareness is like continuing to education. Um, so he taught me all of that about awareness. And um, I think if you have awareness, all of that wisdom will eventually shine through if you stick through with the practice. Um, So after that, you know, and then I was interested. So I went to um, become a Buddhist and he will, you know, expand on a lot of Buddhist principles. And that has been very, very helpful because Buddhist principles are very logical. So it's very similar to like a scientific mind. Like if you do something, you know, like this is what happened. Like there's a lot of explanation. And I like that. And then that helped me make sense of things. And yeah, that had changed my life. I would say, so now I use Buddhist principle in like four, I feel like it's almost imbued in it. It's not, it's not like I teach them how to be Buddhist Right. Yeah. Um, or like, it, like, you know, teach them what Buddhism is. But like certain concepts of it, like what is true love? Like the principle of true love in Buddhism that is very practical and is very uh, dynamic. Can you share
0: with us the principle of true love?
1: Yeah, so there are four elements of true love. There are loving kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity or non-discriminations. So all those four qualities are true and... You just have to, I guess it's like almost like a guide for us to look at where our relationship can develop more. Like, do you have loving kindness in your relationship? Do you have compassion? Do you have joy? Do you have non-discrimination? That means their suffering is your suffering and their happiness is uh, your happiness. So when I look back on my last relationship uh, with my ex-fiance, At that time, I only had compassion and non-discrimination. Like when I was with him, I felt less suffering, but I did not feel joyful. Um, So there was a lot of like guidelines to show you like, oh, okay. So um, if you have a relationship right now, you can use that guideline to improve it. If you don't, you know what to look for and you know how to grow yourself into a more better, more wholesome version of you. So you'll be ready for a healthy and equivalent, uh, relationship. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was quite interesting. And so now you're helping people move out of a situation that is similar to what you have been in.
1: So the people I work with tend to be, um, in their 30 or older or much mm-hmm. older. Um, not so young because uh, we tend to have a, this grandiose illusion that when we were young, we just knew what we were doing, I guess, that we're just very stubborn. Um, but most people came to me, um, usually have like some relationship issue. Um, it start from there because when we in a relationship, um, it's, is we have, we have to involve a lot of aspects of ourselves. We show a lot of aspects of ourselves in a relationship. So it's very easy to see, you know, like where things have gone kind of funky or not quite right. It's like when we're in a relationship is where we show our damage, is where we show our baggage, is where we mm-hmm. show our dark side. So, um, So I help them to point out the patterns of their thought patterns. I show them like um, this is kind of your behavior. This is the patterns that I see, and this is why you're doing this kind of patterns. And once we know why, we can start shifting it, and we can choose a different way. And and when they establish a new thought pattern, their life would change from the inside out because they change their belief from why it worked, and they change it. And some people got a complete new life in a very dramatic way in like a matter of a few months but some take longer some take few years but it's all changed like from inside so once a change takes place it's long term it's not like a quick fix so it's a long-term change so that's where besides you want a relationship to be long-term right you don't want to be a quick mm-hmm. fix if you're good for three months and then like it's all going to shit so well if
0: you're completely changing yourself there is no way that you're temporarily changing a relationship because it's
1: Right, right. So that's why, I think that's why people like it. Um, but it takes a lot of guts because the change is not gonna be pretty. It's not mm-hmm. gonna be easy. <laughs> so it's gonna, it's actually be very painful and chaotic for the change to take place, um, but-
0: <clears throat> is, there, is there a way for the change not to be, to, to go through a smooth transition? Have you seen such cases?
1: Depend on what your definition of smooth is um but you have to be prepared if you want if you want a different life your old life has to crumble away first to make room for a new life you can't have both you know you can't have both old life and then let's just ease it out and have a new life that's not really how life works so some change take more um I think it depends on the nature of relationship um most people came to me when the relationship were kind of over already so they like Already, like just just finished their breakup or just in the process of divorce, so the relationship was kind of over already, and they at the point where they completely lost. Because um, usually, when we had a breakup, um, we lost a lot of part of ourselves in relationship that we sometimes we don't know who we are anymore. So, so that way, usually most people find me. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're already in a painful situation already.
0: Yeah, I see. Well, Tiffany, this was a very interesting talk.
1: Thank you for, for
0: you know, staying up for me.
1: <laughs> Thank you for having me on. This
0: been so people can find you on spunkyspiritualist.co. Spunky uh, right?
1: Spunkyspiritualist.com.
0: Ah, com okay because i just saw something that is co but spankyspiritualist.com yes and uh, you offer mini clarity sessions and other types of coaching sessions went away
1: (laughs) the mini clarity session is going away so that's Mm -hmm. no longer being offering come uh incoming to may so that's no longer going to be offered
0: well it's not a mini job that you're doing
1: (laughs) Well, the mini clarity session is um, I have including like a tarot reading and mm-hmm. sometimes people forgot the focus of the session is to get to their thought patterns, like get to the reason why. But most people, when they get the tarot reading, they would want to know what's going to happen. You know, I want to meet my true love soulmate and you're not going to meet them when you're not ready yet. <laughs> so. Right. So that's why that's going away. Um, so I'm offering more of a long-term, like a three months, 12 weeks, uh, working privately with me. So that's where we can shift the thought patterns and mm-hmm. making the change much more long-lasting.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and uh, how, how does your relationship situation look like at the moment?
1: At the moment, I'm not in the relationship. I'm very happy on my own and kind of open to it but I'm also very busy to be dating (laughs) and COVID-19 did not help with dating lives no no that's true
0: yeah all right Tiffany thank you so much for a lovely conversation
1: thank you hope to host
0: you again on my channels thank you